Hello and welcome to this episode of Very Loose Women, recorded from our homes, but together over Zoom. I am Soila and I am virtually here with Anna Rose. Hello. Hello, Anna Rose. We've got Leo. Hi. And we have Aaliyah. Hi, Aaliyah. Hello. And thank you all for joining me today. Um, we just had to get together to record like this because we're we're going to be talking about that crush you had that came out of nowhere, and um, I think I think we've all we've all enjoyed little kind of lockdown love stories. Um, so, we, but we're going to talk about other kinds of different kinds of love stories, I guess. Um, first, of course. We have a, a never-ending, semi-permanent frustration over the coronavirus, but for the time being... I think fr- frustration is really <laughs> downplaying. Frust- I mean, yes. Uh, a global pandemic that's killing A global people. pandemic. Very annoying. Um, but is there a non-COVID-related frustration slash celebration? Uh, is it... A- Leo. Oh, okay, great. Yes, no. So... So I was thinking about things to celebrate. I actually have two things, if that's okay. One is that I've discovered, if I may, that I'm a brilliant hairdresser. Um, So I cut Ellie's hair, my my girlfriend's hair. And then I also met some friends in the park. And a friend of mine had a sort of, I don't know, like 1970s mullet. I know that mullet is an 80s thing, but but his was like specifically a 70s one. And I was just like, no, 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 no. And so I went home because it was near my house to get my hairdressing equipment and I and I cut his hair. But the funny thing is about that story is that he used to say that he had a qualification in hairdressing. And I've never got to the bottom of this thing that he used to say all the time. And I was the one cutting his hair. So it was like this big turnaround of reality and truth. I mean, it it might be harder to cut your own hair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he was, he was, I mean, I shouldn't give too many details because then he knows who he is. I'm sure he knows anyway. <laughs> I'm sure he's avidly listening to various women. Um, he might do. He's a good friend of mine. Anyway, the other thing is throughout lockdown, I've been slowly sort of accumulating more wire, wires and cables and little pieces of equipment. Um, and I have to say that my living room is now wonderful music practice room and I'm just having the time of my life and it's great (laughs) so I've been enjoying that um my recent addition is this USB-C audio interface that um I can actually run my drum kit into it and drum directly onto songs on my laptop so it's like playing with other people it's very satisfying no delay at all it's amazing wow I love it does Anna Rose have a, a celebration or frustration yeah, I've got a, a double, which is the two cats that I'm looking after. Uh, an endless celebration because they are so adorably cute um, and yet also incredibly frustrating. They've been very naughty today, including waking me up at 4am to pop some bubble wrap in my room. Um, and then one, one of them ate some yogurt and did a runny poo on the floor instead of in her litter tray. <laughs> So, but she's been uh, very sweet ever since then to um, try and make up for it. But yeah, I like how on the Zoom, um, one of the cats has featured already and has come to say hello. Um, that's yeah. He's going to be fr- frustratingly noisy during this. I'm sure. <laughs> that's fine. We don't mind a little a little mew or two. 
Um, Aaliyah, is there anything from this week um, or beyond that has particularly been good or bad? Um, I would say a frustration is my brother eating absolutely everything in sight. Every time my mum goes on a food shop, it's there for about a second and then it's gone. So I've learnt that in order to hide a couple of snacks, I have to put it in the salad bowl, (laughs) right under the lettuce, right under the tomatoes, so that I could just get one little chocolate bar. So I would say that is my frustration. Um, I'd say a good thing is I'm starting to redecorate my room. I've completely stripped it down down to the bone and I'm basically starting afresh I think I think lockdown has definitely um made me hate the four walls I'm in and I'm just restarting again it's a rebirth basically (laughs) I love that one um you know it's it's good for making spaces around you nice I think because we're now all spending so much time in them Um, definitely and I can get some time away from my brother (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) It's ingenious. That's ingenious oh. hiding it in the salad. I mean, that's really working with what you know about him, that he won't go near salad and then just like strategize. He is not going there. near that lettuce. Let me tell you that. No. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my celebration and this is going to tie into our topic wonderfully, I hope. But my celebration is... Um, a, a, a fruitful new relationship over lockdown um and i don't know how many times i've spoken about this to everyone but um yeah it's a nice thing talked about on the show so many times being basically perpetually single and how although i was okay with that you know i was so okay with being single um just you know you just want someone nice in your life to like um fancy and now I have that and that feels great so that's my little celebration um yeah and uh so speaking of crushes um we we will um go into the topic of today's show we're going to talk about unexpected crushes um mainly because lockdown life has presented kind of more opportunities I think to think about all of the missed opportunities and all of the crushes we've had that turned into nothing. Um, so I think um, I think I want to start with how does a crush usually develop for you? What does it take to be the apple of your eye? It's funny because in the studio I can see that you're looking at me and that is my turn. <laughs> Whereas I consume that's impossible. <laughs> um, so uh-uh. I'll kick off. Okay. Because uh, I thought about it today and I realised that I did actually have a pattern of like steps because I'm I I think a lot of people have like very physical attraction based uh, things and and I've tried to explain to people I think I might um be something that's called demisexual I'm not sure I heard the term in 2014 but it's like where like physical attributes just don't play the the same like role that like it does in like contemporary culture like for me personally um so then I like really broke down where like for me to get obsessed with someone like what do those steps have to be um so I think first of all it's like an attitude that someone has like I won't know what that is but it's like like a slight arrogance but not a douchey one it's like a very perfect form of arrogance that I look for um 
and um and I think that like that type of arrogance is like one reason why like gay women are particularly attractive to me is because it's like this like it's like a vibe that I find attractive um uh, I wrote usually a sort of roughness which I guess does describe it quite well um and an accidental authenticity like not trying too hard but like being very genuine I find that very attractive um and then the next step is like something cool or magical about them so like a special skill or like really good listener or like such just something really magical and then like, like once that's there then I'll be like oh and then and then afterwards like for it to sustain itself beyond like a week then it's like we have to have a sense of humor in common otherwise like I, I won't be happy so it's like once it passes those three steps then it's like smooth sailing and then it's and then it's into relationship territory that, that that's a whole nother I don't know I think I think thing. you want yeah. to say you know there's very basic stuff which is like kindness you know, humour, that kind of thing. Um, I think if you're going down a first impression kind of crush, you, I think, I, I do think for me, you want someone who can dress nicely. Oh my gosh, I once like didn't fancy someone because the gap between the scarf and the top was too large <laughs> and I just couldn't cope. I mean, there are a range of other problems, but I just couldn't cope with like how frustrating it was that he was covering his neck, but not completely covering it. So he could still get a cold <laughs> neck. It really pissed me off. I have to agree with that though. For me, dress sense does play quite a big part. Initially, initially when I see you, I think, I, I'm not going to lie. First of all, I do look at your face. <laughs> and whether I'm attracted or like what I initially think. And then I do go to the dress sense. I do. That's, initial, that's the initial thing. But then afterwards, I think it's more personality does come into play like you really do need to be able to make me laugh um definitely and I feel like I'm quite a big character Mm. so we need to be able to bounce off each other because I can't be doing all the talking I really can't (laughs) (laughs) I mean I could if I wanted to I could talk (laughs) for England but (laughs) um I think I definitely need someone that can balance me out definitely Mm. See, I, I don't even get to the talking bit with crushes. I, for me, a crush is someone that ideally I never interact with because the moment I interact with them... Mm, that's, that's true, actually. Yeah. The moment you interact, the potential for the crush is over. The, it's much more interesting to have a crush mm. on someone from afar. And I think for me, it's, um, it's probably more of an opportunity or a place and time thing. Like if I'm really stressed about something... It's very easy to have a crush on someone who kind of is working on the project, but in a team that I'm never going to speak to. Or, you know, like if if you've got a crush on the person who makes you coffee in the morning, that's ideal because you're never really going to say much more to them than oat flat white, thanks. And I've heard like horror stories of friends who have asked out the person, you know, making the coffee. And then it's just got so terribly. And it's like, never, don't ask out the person who, who is your crush from afar. That's such a good point, though. It, it's so easy to fancy, um, like, I, like, strangers, you can just paste any personality on them and they can become ideal so quickly. But as soon as they talk, mm. the whole thing is like shattered. Yeah, my coffee crush <laughs> once uh, gave me his number with my coffee and I had to find somewhere else to go in the morning because... Oh, no. Like I, well, I like he was really fit and like we, you know, had definitely like crush vibes. But I was seeing someone at the time and I didn't want to like 
give any impression that it was going anywhere it was just yeah. like a nice thing in the morning like flirty thing and then as soon as as soon as he made that move I had to get out of there <laughs> have never have never been back to that coffee place <laughs> um what is the most unexpected crush you've ever had because I cause sometimes I mean at you know you have crushes people who work on the sixth floor for example or weirdly specific um, there sorry <laughs> weirdly specific <laughs> one day one I don't know oh, I can't remember whether that was a dream or something um but um <laughs> um and or I don't know what other kind of yeah what's the most unexpected place besides kind of work or kind of your daily kind of pop-in commute vibe thing um both of my on like I've had a few unexpected ones um but like one unexpected one was at work I just don't see work as a sexy place and so Mm -hmm. when I was like it was like on a very (laughs) long shift and I and like all of a sudden it hit me and I was like oh no like like why am I attracted to her what's going on like this is like like I've never like I actually initially did not like that person I thought they were mean and I was like oh no my body's telling me otherwise um but on transport as well like I've had like starey things with people that's like pure crush thing but it's like it's that attitude it's like the starey attitude I'm like whoa that is working (laughs) like um, any more any more unexpected places where you've had crushes? Well, not to get into lockdown love, which is a whole different episode, but um, I've been in- enjoying what has developed beyond a crush on uh, the neighbour at the place where I'm staying, which for the first couple of weeks was very thrilling because we weren't allowed to meet each other. So we would just kind of text and then whenever he left, left the house, I'd run to the window to try and like see what he looks like outside the window. But... <laughs> they're like frosted windows so I never really saw much more than like the top of his head or his legs um but but that was perfect because it was like he's physically here but I'm never going to interact with him beyond text messages I would have to agree with um Leo about the on transport I've had a few of those and it's like when you're giving me that eye contact I love it I love it give me that eye contact I'm into it. I'm into it. So I think those are the ones that I like the most. And I think I think I've had a neighbour as well where I used to live. Um and I would just always, you know, extra take out the bins extra slowly, like, oh, whoops, <laughs> that bin is just so heavy today. And I just glance <laughs> and see him doing his daily thing. Um, those are probably the most unexpected ones. And those, are, I think those are the best ones because when you get inside, you're like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think equally it's those, um, it's those fleeting moment kind of ones. Um, so you might be at that, I don't know, a tra- the a T- couple of times I've been at waiting at the traffic lights. I've looked over at the car and they're playing, playing some good music. And I think, oh, and then you look at them and you're like, oh, they, they look nice. And then off they drive and you never see them again. Um, but I think kind of unexpected, um, I don't know, I guess liking someone when you've not met them and can only converse with them on Zoom for however long. And then being worried that that kind of initial online kind of crush turns into something. And I, and I guess this is a similar thing with online dating. Um, that kind of initial, ooh, they're quite nice. Um, have a bit of a, kind of like this person, get good vibes. 
And then you meet them and it can either go sour or not. I don't know. Um, are we are we embarrassed sometimes about having crushes? Kind of why is it weird, I guess, sometimes to kind of admit that you have a crush or you fancy someone? I think for that work one, like again, I was thinking about this and I think it's like the accidental nature. Like I think if you go on a date with with someone there's like some intention there because at some point you've said I want to go on this date with you hopefully Mm. (laughs) I really hope that's the case um uh, so it's like so it could be inconvenient because it like it pops up at a time when like you're not meant to be focusing on someone in that way yeah I think also I've had definitely inappropriate crushes like I had a crush on my boss's wife which was just so like so uncontrollable she was just amazing and you know I'd see her every now and again at like a party or whatever just have the best conversations with her but I'm just very aware that she's my boss's wife and that's not a crush that I really want to be feeling in any way (laughs) (laughs) why ever not (laughs) can't see any barriers there I think I think sometimes with crushes it is that you don't want to maybe socially we see crushes more of them as a very juvenile thing um uh, i think especially for women and young women um you know they're seen as something that's kind of oh you've, you've got a crush how cute you know it's very almost infantilized is that the right word infantilized i can't remember the right word. infantilizing yeah infantilized yeah you know what i mean um yeah. so um so yeah and i think um you have kind of you see kind of some social commentary which kind of talks about oh um young women and their kind of celebrity crush and you know that kind of thing it's it's it i think we socially make it a thing which we should not take seriously necessarily or it's um oh no i had an obsession when i was like not a celebrity one when i was about 18 and i'm very happy that i didn't i mean i did end up taking it too seriously but I shouldn't have like I think that mm. like I'm still embarrassed about how obsessed I was with that person at that time mm. like in a sense I understand that it like it might be, have been like biological or something like we're, we're or like socially conditioned um but I'm definitely not proud of it because <laughs> it was so out of hand I um, definitely had um a crush on the to be honest the whole of the twilight that whole jazz (laughs) i was absolutely obsessed it was jacob then it was edward then it was then i was firmly in team jacob but i remember (laughs) when like some of my like boyfriends were like um my guy friends they were just like oh you know you have a bit of a crush on taylor lawton i think it was like made into a big thing and i was like no i'm not but i really am i loved it (laughs) um so i think i always get embarrassed with crushes I definitely do I always feel a bit like vulnerable a bit scared um especially when it comes out like that I mean come on give a girl break (laughs) (laughs) it's sometimes that kind of I guess that um that crush that you you never thought you'd have on someone who is very weird to have a crush on like um I don't know um some people really like Louis Theroux not that he's a bad person but you know some people really vibe with that um, yes I do 
<laughs> I used to have the biggest crush on Louis Theroux and then it vanished. I think around the time of his um, alcohol documentary, it was just very poorly done, I felt. And that, just, <laughs> that, that just made me lose all respect for him and I couldn't fancy him anymore. And then I went to this like um, quite odd large dinner and I was sat next to his brother. Oh, is that you tell really him? weird? Did you like, no. oh, you know, your brother, quite dishy. <laughs> Well, they didn't say that. I didn't even <laughs> speak to him, so. Oh, why not? Mm. We don't have to get to him. Um, but... When I say next to you, he was two seats away from me and it would have been weird to be like. Oh, I see. Oh. Okay. And then also I was a little bit like fraternally starstruck. Like I mm. wasn't starstruck by him, but I was starstruck by the fact that he was someone's brother. Relate. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. And that would have been a bit, you know, rude, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of dishy, can I uh, ask if it's inappropriate to have crushes um, on politicians that do not necessarily support your political Ooh. views? <laughs> it's a tough one because, you know, Justin Trudeau, very nice looking, very nice looking fella. Um, somewhat, somewhat problematic. Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you do with that? And of course, you know, the more problematic things, the less the the mm. crush is strong. That's a very weird way of phrasing that sentence. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, it's it's always one you've got to weigh up in your head. Asking for a friend. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds like it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't have a crush on a a particular kind of. There are some politicians who instantly, and I I also admittedly do the kind of early vetting stage in terms of dating of the, you know, where your politics lie. And then very quickly can. Ellie and I spoke about Trident on our first date. We realized very quickly that we were going to be of, of the same opinion. Oh, and yet you still, it didn't yeah. diminish Stuck your crush. It four years. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think a very important question. What, how do you, how do you deal with that? And it doesn't necessarily have to be politicians. What if it's, I don't know, someone, I was, I can't think of anyone famous who I've had a crush on and then has become unpro- like problematic, but. What about economists? <laughs> I'm just trying to. I don't really know if famous like a politician (laughs) but yeah uh is there a is there like a physical crush feeling like whenever you you have a crush do you ever physically feel it oh so Ellie's friend has a term for this called the fanny gallops which I think is quite beautiful Mm -hmm. as a term Mm -hmm. because it really describes that I feel very Mm. like yeah it's Um, like but it's How very metaphorical describe? as a term. Yeah. I don't know. I start sweating. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Getting all hot and flustered. Hot flustered. Yeah, get a bit flustered. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Anna Rose, is there is there anything that... Is there a way that your body lets you down? Hmm. Oh, I def I definitely get butterflies. Absolutely butterflies. Um, I heard someone describe the feeling of a crush <laughs> once as I don't like that. that's not hot. Your swamp on, which is 
<laughs> no. I don't know. Sometimes uh, you can feel. Do you ever feel like a physical pull, like a kind of like a? Of my mind first. I don't know if it's the kind of elevated heartbeat or something like that. But you, you kind of like, I don't know. You tense up a bit. No. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Or you you do that thing where you kind of like flutter your eyelids or you kind of twirl your hair a bit. Kind of you go into yeah, you go into weird weird behavior mode. Um I, I do um, think it's incredible how your body can kind of tell where some, like if someone walks into a party, your head like knows that they're behind you and your eyes are just like, you're so aware of where they are in relation to you at all times, even if potentially they weren't at the party when you got mm. there. It's like your body suddenly um, goes, think, oh, they're here. Um, they're I think the Zoom is going to run like, out. Right so behind you. Yes, oh, can I just say, yeah, click on the same link. Same and don't link. stop your recorders. Excellent. So, yeah, that way it's easier for you. Okay. So shall we just all click off now and then click back in on the same link that I posted okay. in the Keep WhatsApp Keep recording groups. though. Okay, mm-hmm. let's do that. Hello Sorry again. about that. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to unmute. What are our next questions? So I guess I'll wait for you to ask them. Yeah. We'll wait for yeah. wait for Anna Rose. I'll ask the next question. We don't have long left, so I'll maybe ask one or two more questions. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah, so one or two more questions, finish off and then go from there. Can you can everyone hear me? Yes. Ec- Fabulous. Okay, we're still recording and we'll go straight back into it. Um, <clears throat> uh, has um, 
No. How do you usually get over a crush? I know that, Leo, you were saying you watched a bad documentary and then gone. Louis through over. Um, I just no longer respected <laughs> his skill as a filmmaker. F- fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it, it, it can be as easy as it just vanishes. And then that's that's that. Um, like I had a, I did have a, an unexpected crush on, I went to get a tattoo and um, I had a crush on one of the apprentices in the shop and um, he like, he just, like he never spoke to me. He was just there in the corner doing his drawing, looking kind of hot. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's hot, you know. And then I had this crush for a couple of weeks and then I just never thought about him again. Well, you know, now, I guess, but <laughs> but it just, how does it, does, does, does it have to be something in particular that makes you lose the crush or no, does it time. just, time. I think time can make it fade, yeah. The... Yes. Instantly, the ones. Or finding like a better mm. crush. I guess it's. I don't know. I think you can have... There are some that I've had which have gone on, but I don't know if that's through kind of long, particularly long single spells. Um, <laughs> but then there's... Yeah. But then there's others where it's just like, you know, the fleeting ones. You kind of like, oh, you know, man on the tube, and then off he goes, and you, you think about him, and then you get home, go to sleep, wake up the next day, and it's gone. I know. <laughs> is there is there anything particular that is like, oof, I've, you've really gone down in my estimations? I think it's proportional to time. So like, like ones on the like starey women on the tube. Like I don't think I even remember their faces now, but at the time it was having a big impact. Mm. You know. So like, whereas like work ones, because I saw her around more, tends to linger a bit more because it, it's more well-rounded as a thought in my head. Mm. Mm. The crush is it. <laughs> Anna Rose, is there anything particular that t- turns off your engine? <laughs> mm. I don't think so. I think yeah, it's just you true. get get over them or or you it developed into an actual thing um and then you go on a date with them and either you like them or you don't and then it's no longer a crush it's a i don't know i don't know what that is it's a different thing yeah um yeah i think they just kind of eventually go but what what Mm. i'd never really thought about is i bet there's loads of people out there that have had crushes on us on the tube (laughs) <laughs> like you never you never think about the fact that other I people have been crushing on you there are some times when you you catch someone's eye and you see them looking at you and you're like they've got are they looking at me they're looking at me um but then i don't know there must be so many times when you've been the fleeting you know we're talking about our unexpected crushes there could be mm. a group of dudes or girls or other other gender non-conforming folk who doing their own podcast they're like you know there was this girl i saw once and i quite quite like the look of her and then she was gone 
I'm in. <laughs> then she went went to a different floor. <laughs> you definitely are. <laughs> definitely. It must be. You're definitely I mean, that girl. I don't girl. know if there's anyone who is explicit. Anyone who I didn't expect who has told me that they've had a crush on me. I mean, actually, that's work colleagues. I think don't like that. Mm-mm. Um, not into that. But other kind of. I've never had someone who's been like, "Hey, I have a crush on you," and it's like, "Oh." And sometimes that makes you think, "Oh, should I? Should I have a crush on them?" And then it's like, no, I, I don't. But um, I don't know. Has anyone ever? Has anyone ever kind of been like, "Hey, I've got a crush on you," and you've been like, "Whoa, not sure where that came from." <laughs> mm. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Gosh. No. Oh no. But when those crushes when those crushes do turn into something nice, then it, it feels great and it's really, you know, fulfilling and happy and joyous. And uh I guess on on that note of when crushes do go well, um I'll end I'll end this with this episode. Um so you have been listening to Very Loose Women. I have been Soiler, and I would like to thank Anna Rose. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're just saying farewell to our listeners. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Aaliyah. Oh, yeah. Farewell. Good evening. And, uh, and Leo. Good night. <laughs> um, you can listen to previous episodes on love, relationships, heartbreak, and much more on our podcast via Acast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and other good podcasts. Um, you can follow us at VLW Radio. We have been Very Loose Women, and we'll see you soon. Da-da-da. And then we can stop that recording.